Bill O'Reilly here. Monday, February 22nd, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. More than a half million Americans now dead from COVID. The CDC releases new projections for the vaccine. A top Democrat says vax distribution should be based on racial justice. Texas thawing out from frigid temperatures. Disney labeling Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy offensive. Also ahead, the San Francisco School Board attacks American icons. But why? But first, the U.S. death toll from COVID passing 500,000 over the weekend. At least 28 million Americans have been infected since the outbreak began last February. The majority of fatalities occurring in California, New York, Florida, and Texas. Dr. Anthony Fauci believes we could be wearing face masks until 2022, but I believe he is wrong, as he has been so often in the past. The Centers for Disease Control reporting the plague will likely kill another 100,000 Americans by April. That's a total of 600,000, roughly the entire population of Boston. The virus has caused overall life expectancy in the USA to drop an entire year. Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey facing a backlash after stating the vaccine should be distributed by race. Said Markey, quote, racial justice must be our number one priority as we distribute the vaccine. Black and Hispanic residents have borne the brunt of this pandemic, unquote. Warmer weather finally descending on Texas and Oklahoma, the cold snap responsible for at least 70 deaths, some from hypothermia in personal dwellings, if you can believe it. Local officials instructing 14 million residents to boil their own water after pipes burst across the Lone Star State. President Biden will tour the region this week. The Disney Corporation slapping The Muppet Show with an offensive content disclaimer. Executives warning viewers, the beloved crew of Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, and Fozzie Bear promote outdated stereotypes and, quote, the mistreatment of people of other cultures and does not reflect the rich diversity of the human experience. Nevertheless, Disney is selling streaming services to The Muppets. In a moment, San Francisco goes after Lincoln and Washington. Right back. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. The city of San Francisco, as you may know, is now officially out of control. 
as its school board has voted to remove the names of American icons like Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and others from public schools. Now, the school board resolution says, quote, names must be changed for figures who engaged in the subjugation and enslavement of human beings, or who oppress women, inhibiting societal progress, or whose actions led to genocide, or who otherwise significantly diminish the opportunities of those amongst us to the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, unquote. Well, under that banner, you can knock out pretty much 100% of all the historical figures, not only in America, but in the entire world. All gone. That's not making an excuse for bad behavior in the past. That's putting things into historical perspective. There were different modes of belief thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago. Well, in San Francisco, the names to be changed, in addition to Lincoln and Washington and Jefferson, James Monroe, Herbert Hoover, Teddy Roosevelt, Paul Revere, James Garfield, Francis Scott Key, and more. Renaming the schools will cost $10,000 a school. School board president Gabriela Lopez said, quote, It's an opportunity for our students to learn about the history of our school's names, including the potential new ones. We are working alongside the rest of the country to dismantle symbols of racism and white supremacy culture, unquote. San Francisco Mayor London Breed, quote, I understand the significance of the name of a school, and a school's name should instill a feeling of pride in every student that walks through its doors, regardless of their race, religion, or sexual orientation. So this is what Joseph Stalin and Mao Zedong did when they seized power. They wiped out the past. The school kids in San Francisco are obviously being indoctrinated into a socialist world where American tradition was evil and all vestiges of white men who had power must be obliterated. It is indeed a brave new world in San Francisco. Now, I've written a book on Abraham Lincoln, Killing Lincoln. If you want to know the truth about the man, read the book, Killing Lincoln. He was assassinated because of what he did for blacks in the USA. George Washington did hold slaves inherited by his wife, Martha, but he forged democracy in a way that has given us all freedom. And one more thing. In my historical research, Martin Luther King Jr. is a hero. But under this definition in San Francisco, you cannot have him, his name on any school or street. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by writing it. Disagree? I'd like to hear from you. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. 
Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 41 years ago today, the United States Olympic hockey team pulled off one of the biggest dramatic upsets in sports history, defeating the Soviet Union in what is now known as the Miracle on Ice. The USSR had previously won 12 straight matchups against the USA between the 1960 and 1980 Olympics, outscoring the Americans 117 to 26. Even when the U.S. allowed NHL players to participate in the 1976 Canada Cup, we lost to the Russians twice. The Soviet Union won the gold medal in hockey at five of the six previous Winter Olympics. In contrast, the Americans were a team of young, unknown players from across the country. Gamblers in Las Vegas had the odds of the Russians beating the USA 8-1. to one. The Soviet squad, regarded as the finest in the world, fell to the inexperienced American team 4-3 to three before a frenzied crowd of 10,000 fans in Lake Placid, New York. The Russians were so upset by the loss, they refused to have the players' names engraved on their silver medals, as is Olympic tradition, the Soviet Union coming in second place. And here's something else you might not know. The miracle on ice was more than just an Olympic upset. To many Americans, it was an ideological victory over communism and terrorism abroad. It was also a unifier for America. Months earlier, revolutionaries in Iran seized dozens of U.S. hostages at the embassy in Tehran. The Soviet Union had just invaded Afghanistan. The country was reeling from its withdrawal in Vietnam. Proud Americans held celebrations across the country honoring the young hockey players and their victory over the Russians. The event also had a lasting impact on national politics. Less than a month after the game, Ronald Reagan won Republican primaries in New Hampshire, Vermont, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Illinois, and of course went on to win the presidency. Said Mr. Reagan, quote, I think Americans see in this team a national symbol that nice guys in a tough world can finish first. Back after this. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call 
and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly, no spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.